Hello and welcome to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. And today I'm going to be doing the very last race rundown of the 2022 season. I mean, can you believe it? This season slash year in general has gone so quick, I'm a bit shocked. I don't know what I'm going to do every weekend until we hear lights out and away we go again in Bahrain. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do my weekends. Absolutely madness. But enough rambling. Let's just kind of get straight into it. Got a few things to discuss. Okay. So, one thing I was shocked about at the Abu Dhabi weekend was um, we saw overtaking. We saw overtaking. I know, crazy, right? Now, Abu Dhabi is not like the worst circuit for like not seeing a lot of overtakes, but for me, it, it the race is essentially kind of decided on on the Saturday through qualifying. You don't see tons and tons of overtaking in Abu Dhabi, but this time, they, they proved me wrong. There was overtaking. And I, for me, the overtakes are like some of the best bits about a race. So they are getting a thumbs up for me on that. Now, I know last year they actually made changes to the track, you know, to make the circuit a bit better. Um, but I think this kind of showed, at least for me, that, do you know what? The changes that they have made for, like, this year, I think, could really be beneficial in years to come. I think, you know, it's really kind of helped more the midfield and the back teams, something which I'll probably discuss in, like, one final episode of the year. But... It was good to see the this improvements. It was amazing. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the battles, like I kind of said, were in the midfield and the back of the grid. I mean, Max Verstappen just got into the lead and basically stayed there for the whole race. I mean, but it, it was exciting. It, it was more exciting than previous previous years, what, what we've been at Abu Dhabi for, sure. Now, one of the main anticipations for the race was going to be who was going to finish second in the World Championship, Charles Leclerc or Sergio Perez. Now, they went into this race equal in points, and at the end, Charles Leclerc was victorious. Even though Red Bull did say that Perez had an opportunity to catch Leclerc in the last lap of the race, he didn't quite get there, but the gap that he did have to Leclerc did close up quite dramatically so you know good all around I knew it was going to be a very tight um call on who would finish second this year between Charles and Sergio now there was a couple of DNFs at Abu Dhabi we had Alonso Hamilton and Latifi ending their seasons on a DNF however I will note which was said at the time that this is actually Mercedes's Mercedes's I can't say that we're just going to pretend I said it right <laughs> only mechanical DNF that they have had this year which actually shows that whilst they probably were lacking in the pace department in comparison to Red Bull and Ferrari even they did have 
good reliability and i mean the same cannot necessarily be said for alpine um like this dnf for alonso he's had six this season with four taking place since monza alone like that's crazy like oh then he sort that out for next year um we did also see a handful of penalties given over the weekend the first one was for daniel ricardo to be fair this one was actually given to him in brazil after the incident with magnuson he was given a three place grid drop so he finished qualifying in 10th so he ended up in 13th russell also received a five second time penalty during the race for an unsafe release and schumacher received one for coming together with latifi again another five second penalty um we did also see a couple of track warnings come up for track limits um during the race as well now we've kind of got the details of the race it has come to the time to mention one of the biggest things that happened over the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix race weekend it was Sebastian Vettel's last race yep he has retired from Formula One we already knew this was going to happen but I'm not going to lie I did get emotional when Seb gave his speech at the end of the race I did I was like oh my goodness I can feel a tear coming I can, I can feel them um it's just really it's like a shame to see him go like I know why he's going and I know the drivers can't drive forever but it's just just a little sad and when I saw him and Daniel racing until the very end together it just made me so happy but also kind of sad I just I don't know how to feel um I feel like one day we will see Seb again in some capacity in Formula One even if it's not racing I mean if he wants to go back to racing I think Lewis has said that you know he doesn't quite think it's over for Seb just yet but if he doesn't go back to racing I could see him being like a good consultant to a team or really good at finding new talent you know kind of head up one of the driver academies finding new talent I mean I saw on Twitter which is not a reliable source of information so let's all take this with a pinch of salt but I did see apparently um he had been approached by Red Bull in some sort of like management position being put forward so I mean who knows but like I said that was on Twitter so we shall take that with a pinch of salt and I think everyone is a bit sad to see Seb go I mean Sir Lewis Hamilton managed to get every driver on that grid to go to a dinner to honour Sebastian. I mean, come on. Every driver was there. So it just shows you how well-loved Sebastian is. And on that note, let's just say a massive thank you to Sebastian Vettel for all you've done over the years. You, my friend, will never be forgotten. You won't now we have said our goodbyes emotional a little bit sad i think it's time to say a few see you laters daniel ricardo mick schumacher and nicholas latifi do not have a seat in formula one for the 2023 season 
if I'm being honest, I think it is more likely that we will see potentially Mick Schumacher or Daniel Ricciardo or both back in the driving seat at some point um, in comparison to Nicholas Latifi. Uh, it has been announced that Daniel Ricciardo is going back to Red Bull as like a test development driver and there's rumours swirling at the moment that Mick could potentially going to Mercedes to fulfil a similar role. Nicholas Latifi has had his name thrown around um, at IndyCar. I remember when it was kind of announced that he wouldn't be continuing with Williams. His name kind of did pop up like in relation to IndyCar, so potentially that, but nothing has really been confirmed. Um, and I just feel like based on his performance, we won't necessarily see Latifi back in Formula One. I don't think he's necessarily a bad driver. I just think that compared to some of the other talent, you could really notice when he was, wasn't was pushing. And I think at the end of last year, because I thought 2021, he did kind of seem to be kind of finding his feet. And I kind of feel like maybe what happened at the end of 2021 has kind of made him, I don't know, doubt his capabilities because I don't think he's a bad driver but I do think that in comparison to a lot of other drivers on the grid he's just kind of not quite at that level but apparently if you listen to his beyond the grid um episode that he might actually go back to business school so we could see businessman Latifi in a couple years time so that would be interesting to see but Anyway, I do wish all of them the best of luck in the future and it would be good to see them back within Formula 1 in some capacity at one stage. Now, we can say that the season is officially, officially done, not just because we've had the last race, but we have seen the post-season testing having been completed now this was run on the 21st and 22nd of november and we got to see the drivers with their new teams as well which is also a bit exciting so we saw pierre with alpine fernando at aston oscar piastri with mclaren nick devries at alfatari logan Sargent with williams and nico hulkenberg is back baby and he was in the house so one thing I would point out, and I've seen a couple of people talk about this, but I'm not sure if, if anyone noticed, but Pierre Gasly was actually wearing a blank race suit. So his race suit didn't have, it was just like grey. It didn't have anything on it, like the what you typically see with the teams. You know, it's got the names, it's got the sponsorship, everything like that. So this is a little fact, which I thought was kind of interesting, is that for my quite a few majority it's considered is that everyone in contracts for the majority of drivers run on a calendar month basis so 1st of jan through to the 31st december meaning that the drivers at the moment are still technically contracted to their current f1 team now due to this the drivers essentially are loaned to their new team until the 1st of January. So that's why you can see on the driver, uni like 
uniform on the cars, I think on the Aston Martin that Alonso was driving, it was blank. Um, they sometimes do this because they are technically on loan to their new team until the new year. Which I thought was really interesting. Now, obviously, the team, like their current team, can say that's absolutely fine to wear the team's race suit or whatever, but they don't have to. Um, so that's your little fact for the day that until the new year, the majority of drivers are still contracted to their current teams. So they that's why as well, I suppose you don't really see an awful lot of like craziness about all the new drivers until the new year if their contracts are set out like that. Obviously, not every single driver will have this, but a, a good majority, the contracts run in a calendar month. And I just thought that was really, really interesting. I thought I would share. Right, so before we wrap up, we've actually got some breaking news. And um, this is actually Amy in the future. Um, I was just about to uh, press upload on the podcast and we just had some breaking news. So... I'm just going to let that play just really quickly for you. Hello and welcome to Unqualifying Sessions News with your host Amy. Today on November 29th, it has been announced that Ferrari has accepted the resignation of Mattia Bonotto, who will leave his role at the Ferrari team on December 31st. The process is currently underway to identify a new team principal and this is expected to be finalised and announced in the new year. Uh, sorry about that one guys I just felt like I needed to insert the news about Mattia Bonotto but now we are actually going to wrap up okay I'm going back to Amy in the past back to Amy in the past now (laughs) and to end this all off the 2022 Formula 1 season has been a season of highs and lows calm and chaos and everything in between I actually cannot believe that I have documented this season through a podcast And I would just like to thank everyone who has listened to it so far. It means a lot. And thank you for dealing with me, trying to learn how to podcast. It really does mean a lot and I can't thank you enough. Um, December will be a little bit quieter on the podcast front. Um, There probably will only be one or two episodes, so there won't be one every week. Every other week it will kind of be a bit more sporadic, just to have a little break. Um, But if you want to keep up to date with what's going on um i have put unqualifying sessions links in the descriptions for like instagram tiktok twitter if twitter is still around might not be in a couple days weeks who knows but (laughs) i've left it in like the description of the show if you just want to keep an eye out but we will be back in 2023 we will be back with a bang and I can't wait for 2023. I think it's going to be so interesting. But for now, I will bid adieu to 2022 and I can't wait for what's to come next season. <laughs>